Yo, welcome to another episode of Invite the Neighbors. Um, on this episode, we had Two Point Conversion from the Miami area um, in Florida, not Ohio, uh, the cool Miami. Sorry to the Miami of Ohioans. Um, but yeah, so we talked, you know, naturally we talked about like what is the DIY scene like in Miami or in Florida in general, because I have no fucking clue. Um, they kind of enlightened us on that a little bit. Um, also talked about some of their experiences touring, some... Um, you know, songwriting process for them. You know, some of the stuff that we talk about with a lot of bands on here, but just, you know, their unique take on it. Um, so, yeah, just dive right into the episode. And if you want to support this podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash invite the neighbors. All the money goes straight into the hosting fees for the podcast. So we're not profiting. We're not like spending your money on, you know, like Harley Ray Jepsen posters or whatever the fuck. Um, but yeah. So you don't have to, obviously, no one has to, this podcast is free, but you know, anything is appreciated and we are brainstorming ways to give back to our Patreon subscribers. All two of you, um, we'd like to see that number grow or, you know, you could, if you don't want to pay money, that's fine. If you feel, but you want to support the podcast anyways, go to iTunes and rate and review the podcast. Um, just tell a friend about it, retweet it when we post episodes of Twitter at ITN pod, follow us on Instagram at invite the neighbors. Um, you know, all that shit is greatly appreciated. So, um, without further ado, here's the episode with two point conversion and we're off two point conversion from, uh, Miami. Yeah. Dope. Pretty much. What's the, uh, what's the scene like down, down in that area? Um, it was pretty popping for a while, but, um, it kind of died. I want to say like. 2016 2017 because uh a lot of people who were involved in it were in high school or a little bit older and yeah. most of all of them moved to like orlando um for college or whatnot so yeah. uh or gainesville like before at we had insignificant other was from down here and uh scotty network their old band was from down here and um a couple other uh i think well i think northbound too was from down here and then a lot of them either went on to do bigger things or just moved up and are now doing bigger things. Word. But uh, n- now it's, uh, I think there's probably like three or four like scenes. Like there's like a kind of like an indie surf punk scene down here, which is kind of cool. And it's mostly like the high schoolers. And then there's a, uh, I'd say that like the, the three or four like bigger bands that are down here are like um, handsome thing, which is Luigi's other band, uh, two point yeah. Palomino blonde, uh, they kind of have like this like art rock kind of the cranberries nirvana kind of thing going on oh Ooh. Sweet. yeah yeah they're sick and uh danny the street who are like our our biggest homies they play like kind of like this like j-rock uh emo pop <laughs> it's choice oh, manor. Cool. yeah yeah <laughs> choice manner is that what j-rock stands for i'm sorry that's funny is that what j-rock stands for choice manor rock yeah <laughs> no, their, their first lp is definitely a uh, joyce inspired but uh their new stuff is very like uh i don't know it has more of like like a kind of like anime vibe soundtrack to fooly cooly rock yeah exactly i'm pretty sure oh, it's okay. just guitar fight yeah <laughs> yeah so were you guys on the uh I, i'm trying to remember like were you guys on the uh the the twitch chat for the 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 premiere hour or whatever for uh for mind uh, yeah yeah we had a song oh sorry that's my, uh, we had a song uh on there and i think it was like 
I'm not sure if it was the same day as Guitar Fight. I don't really remember, but I heard Guitar Fights also. Okay, yeah, because like I, my band in a daydream was on there, and like I remember we went like right after Guitar Fight, and I was just like, "Holy fuck, Guitar Fight is sick!" Like they were <laughs> just Fight's so good, yeah, hardcore shredding, and it's yeah, isn't it someone from Arcadia Gray? Is it their band? Uh, no, they're friends though. I think. Oh, they... okay, okay. I thought, you know, I, I get confused with people's Twitter usernames, I feel like. They'll yeah, like some people and they all, yeah, I think they're actually their Twitter usernames right now are like, it's like Arcadia Gray from Fooly Cooly and Guitar Fight yeah. from Arcadia Gray or something. It's like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, so like, yeah. I can't be faulted then. For, for yeah, the yeah. That's, that's fine. <laughs> Can I also uh, make an assumption? Oh, not an assumption, but a question. Um do people in Florida hate Orlando as much as people from outside of Florida hate Orlando? Um, no, I mean, I, Orlando's kind of my favorite place to play, if I'm being honest. I mean, local shows are great, but Orlando is out. I started like outside local. Orlando's like the coolest place to play. See, Isn't I'm more thinking cool? of just like, I couldn't imagine living in Orlando because it's just like all the theme parks yeah, are there. Well, the theme parks are like they people say they're in Orlando, but they're actually in this place called Kissimmee, which is like forty minutes away. Oh, so it's okay. Like, it, yeah, and, and like, yeah, like our Miami scene is like kind of like two or three counties because we have like Miami Dade County and then we have Broward County, which is like pretty big, and they all kind of like cluster together. Oh, and then Orlando has like their own scene as well, which is like it's like the Kissimmee scene plus the Orlando scene plus like the Obito scene, which is where the uh, where the school is. So like they all oh, okay. kind of like cluster together. Sweet, gotcha. Looks like we had yeah, a joiner. Yeah. Welcome. Oh yeah, that's good. <laughs> hey, so how long have you guys? How long have you guys uh, been together as a band? Uh, I started writing music for Two Point when. Well, I, I had another band called Foxwood before I met Luigi, and I was like in Orlando in a dorm room writing it, and then I moved back home. And uh, I met Luigi and we started writing more music together and we called it a two-point conversion. And then we had a couple of people join us and we have Sophia with us now. So I want to say Luigi and I have probably been friends since like August of like 2018. And that's when we started writing two-point stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I think we met Sophia probably like a month later. But Sophia hasn't really been playing with us since hasn't really been playing with us since December of this year. Or December yeah. of last year. Dope. Dope, dope. Any tours or anything like that? Uh, we did two two fests. Uh, we did uh, we, no, no, no. We, we we only did one to fest. We did one to fest last year with Carpool and Summer Brews, and we, we did, did one in uh, May last year. Yeah, May last year also. Um, because that's yeah, when we released our first AP. We did a little weekender with um Teen Divorce, Palomino Blonde, Snacking, and was that it? Yeah. Yeah, um, or like the weekend of our EP release. Because so, oh, we've been putting out music as two point for like a year now. Oh, okay, yeah, Teen Divorce was actually here. They were one of the first episodes I did in my house. Uh, huh. like I moved to a new house like I I don't know like six months ago, and they were here, like in Michigan on tour. We're, we're based in Michigan. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, they were up here, and like I crammed all four of them into my attic. My my bedroom's an attic, not to sound creepy. <laughs> my bedroom is like a converted attic in like an old house. Right. And, uh, That's yeah, they cool. were 
yeah, they were cool. They all had like you could tell that they were dressed like for the cold weather, not from Michigan. Like not they're from a warm climate. It wasn't that <laughs> yeah. cold, but they had like winter jackets on and stuff. It was it was cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, Teen Divorce was, they're super cool. Yeah, yeah. Good glasses game too. I can't remember what his name was, but excellent, excellent spectacles. I <laughs> Ben, Ben, the singer had ben, great glasses. Yeah, 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 yeah. I admire the like the round frame. I have like some round wireframe glasses, like Young Dumbledore or something. I love how Brian be out here using words that probably haven't been spoken in a hundred years. <laughs> Spectacles, bifocals. <laughs> oh yeah. See, like I'm like one step away from bringing back the monocle, and don't don't be surprised. If you see that at some point, <laughs> you're gonna go Just full two steampunk. Of them. Yeah, punk. See, I, you know, we'll see. Like, well, I'll put out, I'll put out my record, and then if it doesn't get traction, I'll just, I'll just see if I get need to change up the look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get exactly. I'll start painting my face and wear a monocle or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. So, have you guys, um, as far as like weird stories or anything like that have you encountered like what's like some weird shit that's happened i'm always interested in hearing like whether you're on the road or just like playing weird places or any places where you're like oh wow never thought this would happen but like you can attribute that to just like being a musician um wow i'm trying to think um well there's i'm luigi do you have any ideas because hmm. the one that comes to mind is dan at uh the photo firehouse Oh yeah, that was pretty interesting. Yeah, <laughs> so we were on—I uh, think it was the the day before fest. We were in uh, Tampa when we played a Halloween show that night with um, Carpool, Summer Brews, and the Weekdays. And we all went to this house afterwards um, to sleep. And uh, uh, Stan and and Mike from Summer Brews, great guys. Um, yeah. But uh, Stan is like has a very high tolerance to like grossness i guess like <laughs> yeah like <laughs> that sounds kind of weird out of context but like almost like there's nothing that, that you could do to really like make stan gag but there is one weakness that they have and it is that um uh that stan is really hates the smell of dog shit and huh. it was like right where yeah yeah so not to foreshadow but Stan got <laughs> upset later um, because we were like we were all like sleeping on the floor, and there was these beautiful dogs at this house. Like it was like a husky or something, and it came around. And while Stan was outside smoking or drinking, I can't really remember. Um, Stan came back, and there was dog shit all over his bed. And, like, it was just everywhere. Yeah, ah! so he, yeah. So he slept outside in the eighty degree humidity. Um, in the car, a lot of people ended up sleeping outside. Oh, that's, yeah, that was, it was just, that's sad. That that dog be shitting. Dog be shit. Oh, just a second. I have to. Sorry, someone from like my episode yesterday jumped on the voice recording. I had to kick him out unceremoniously. <laughs> <laughs> Rest um, in peace. Yep, sorry. Sorry, Nate. <laughs> Jumping on episodes. I, he probably doesn't even realize it. But yeah, okay, so dog shit in his bed. He had to sleep outside. Now, yeah. I just feel like maybe he 
I'm trying to think. How like how did the dog shit get in the bed? In the first um, Does anybody know? <laughs> like I don't know. I'm not sure if it's something the dog ate or whatever, but the dog just shit a lot. Yeah, the dog just like <laughs> like, like I don't know. It was it was a lot. Like not to be too graphic, but it was it was a lot of dog shit. It wasn't just on the bed. It was just just it was like multiple multiple piles. How yeah. many cups? No. How many cups? <laughs> <laughs> if we're talking about red solos, I'd say five to six at least. <laughs> it was a good amount. Oh no! Fuck <laughs> that. Basically, yeah. Stan and dog shit traded places, like where the dog shit should have been. Stan yeah, pretty much. pretty much. Uh, <laughs> there was a pretty even mass placement between Stan leaving and the amount of dog shit that took their place. Dude, you know what's <laughs> fucked up? Shit seems to follow Summer Brews around because I, uh, they were Summer Brews was like the one of the first episodes I did, and like we were hanging out in, at my old place. And I asked them kind of a similar question like, what are some like cringe or like horror stories from touring or whatever? And like they paused, like Mike was like, ah, oh, man, I don't know if I really want to. And then I'm like, come on, come on. So he like started telling the story, and basically he like shit his pants. And I, on like in a van or something like that while they were on tour and it's fine because like he told the story also so but I, the only stories I've heard about some brews on tour is just shit related I think that it's just because that's the only thing that can break them they're too strong otherwise yeah. they're kryptonite yeah. <laughs> that's true and I think it's because of the minion that they have on stage with them yeah I'm pretty sure wait no what Oh, dude! They usually like what I played a show with them in uh, in Ipsy over at at uh, Pat's house, and it they had like I'm pretty sure they had like a light up minion, like like oh, a lawn right. ornament, and, uh, yeah. and and they had like a light up sixty nine. I think I'm the sixty nine was for sure real. I I could be imagining the minion thing because that's a, I feel like it's very stand to like have a minion. Yeah, that's they had like three or four with them when they were down here. They're like like plushy. They had they had yeah they had a minion and a SpongeBob plushie. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I, yeah, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. But yeah, good good. I will say they Mike put on one of the best performances that I've had in my bedroom because normally like when I do these in in person episodes like I'll have uh, the band like actually do like a tiny desk performance. Okay. And so. You know, if you guys are, you know, sidebar, if you're ever on tour in Michigan, you guys want to come by and like do an actual episode in person, hit us up. And we could also help you get shows in Michigan also if you ever need. Yeah, but, of course. Um, um, but yeah, Mike put on like one of the best performances I've had on this podcast and then proceeded to tell stories about, you know, shitting his pants. I'm like, all right, you're the, you're the total package. You're, you're the full, you're, <laughs> you have it all. And that's, that's fine. Yeah. No, we definitely be done to do that in Michigan. Uh, we want to come to Michigan pretty soon, actually, if the uh, if everything permits, I guess. Yeah, Word. we're very spoiled up here. We have a very uh, uh, a big a big scene up here. It's really really good. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know you guys have dog leg, and I have a a friend Ryan, and who was in a band called uh, Get Tall, who's also from up there. And uh, don't you guys? I think Mover Shakers from Michigan as well, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep, Benny's homies with Mover Shaker, I think. Hell yeah, that's correct. Yeah, but they yeah. are very nice people. Hell yeah, I love them with all of my heart. Working on getting them on the pod. 
Yeah, that yeah, should happen soon enough. And then shortly from Michigan. So oh yeah, a couple from the Triple Short- Crown roster up here, which is pretty cool. It's awesome. That is dope. But um, what are uh, what are some of the? Oftentimes, if I ask a band like what are their influences, they'll you know it takes them a while because I'm what I'm trying to get at are like what are some of the common influences. So I like to ask the question like if you were to think about all the members in your band, like what's like a show that you would go to see that you would all want to go see together? Because sometimes that makes the bands think about like all right, what's a what are some bands that like you have like common interest in? Yeah, right. Well, I know, I know like we all. There you go. <laughs> uh, we, we all like Sioux Fall and Gleamer a lot. Like, oh yeah, three of us. Falls and like, Gleamer, yeah. That's yeah. like. Um, I think I'm pretty sure we have the most. That's, that's probably yeah. That's probably the one we have most common with because like Luigi and I definitely have more of an emo kind of influence, yeah. and and Sophia has much more of a shoegaze influence. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but, I just uh, started listening to Bay Faction, and that shit slaps. Bay Faction's um, hard. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Luigi and I met at a Palmeo Blonde uh, pool kid show, and uh, that, sh- that show was so stacked. That show was pretty stacked, actually. Yeah, but I mean, like, I don't know. When writing stuff for this record, I definitely am influenced by like Origami Angel and stuff. Uh, oh, okay. I think it's also like a record that we or or uh, a band that we we're all interested in as well. Yeah, yeah. Their uh, their record is just awesome. I had no idea they were a two piece. Oh yeah, yeah. They're so sick. We met Ryland, uh, and uh, right after Quiet Hours came out, and um, he's a super nice guy. Um, he's helped and pushed us a lot as a band. Uh, he mixed our first EP, even. And, oh, that's um, cool. Yeah, yeah, super, super cool guy. Um, and I like just like watching them blow up has been super influential and inspiring for me at least. Yeah, dude, I can yeah, see it's that. been sick. It's like. It feels like their rise to like blowing up. It wasn't like gradual. It felt like out of nowhere they were just like huge. Oh, for sure. Because like I mean, we started out as a two piece as well. So like, I was kind of always keeping tabs on them because like I don't know. I was I guess a jealous, like, a little bit jealous at first. <laughs> like, sure. I remember when I when I <laughs> when I met Ryland. Like I think Quiet Hours doing the out. I think they had maybe three hundred to four hundred monthly listeners, and then doing the most came out and they shot up to twenty thousand. And now they're at like fifty thousand or whatever, and it's crazy. I'm, I mean, they're awesome. Yeah, they're fucking really cool. Yeah. Oh, kitty. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay. This is normally it's my cats that are on showing up on the podcast. <laughs> so this is like this is a first for someone else's cats making their presence known. I remember uh, I played the Origami Angel. The last time they were at the Summit Shack for the Equipment EP release show, mm-hmm. I uh, I got to play that show, and I remember Origami Angel. They seemed to just keep breaking things at the Summit Shack because at that at that show, they like the crowd like <laughs> broke the barrier, like knocked it over. I don't know if you guys have ever been to the oh, show. Oh yeah, uh, Luigi has. Well, Luigi went on tour with uh, yeah. Dan something. When oh, I was okay. there, C- C- Connor mentioned it was like, oh yeah, at the Gami show, like the barrier kind of got fucked up. So yeah, that's pretty interesting. And then at Mindchella, they broke the server, so they just keep like breaking yeah. shit, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. Um, yeah. What about like um, 
what 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 is like the, the structure of your guys the songwriting are you guys like fully collaborative or do you have like a one songwriter approach like what is it how do you guys work that out i think we kind of work in levels because like i've always been <laughs> like a solo songwriter that's at least in my experience you know like um for the ep we had three songs on there and one of them was called shuffle and i wrote that song completely by myself um but then, like, oh, the other two, Ambrose and Terrible Tower, were ones that I, like, had, like, a general idea for, and I, like, kind of wrote the structure of the lyrics and stuff, and then I brought it to Luigi when we went to practice, because Luigi plays drums, and um, we kind of changed, we made it a little more choppy in some places, we added some, like, a time signature change here or there, go to halftime or something, and, uh, like, I don't know, like, I, like, basically, Luigi would add all the spice to it, and then Sophia wasn't really writing with us, or uh, even recording with us until we recorded our LP in December. Um, yeah. And Sophia was like adding like, you know, these like final touches to songs that really made well, them shine, I think. So it kind of kind of was like a chain of command, like conveyor belt kind of system for writing. Oh, okay. It's pretty dope. Yeah, it's so like it. I think for the next record, it's going to be a lot more collaborative. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I think we have I a think, pretty good system so far as well. Yeah, that's that's the most important thing is just figuring out what, like what works. Yeah, especially sure. especially in a context context where you're like collaboratively writing with other people because I feel like it's important to like have that really good dynamic. I feel like that's the most important in writing music in general with other people. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think we all kind of vibe with each other pretty well. Um, yeah. And we, like, even when I'm writing stuff by myself, I'll send it to Luigi and Sophia and, like, get their input on stuff. Like, Sophia helped with a lot of the lyrics on the last couple songs of the album. And yeah. uh, some of the guitar structure as well. I think, the, actually, the, the closer on the LP, Sophia and I actually wrote pretty much together. Yeah. See, those are, that's the kind of writing style for bands that actually make it. I really like the idea of like each member of the band being a part of each individual instrument or the lyrics or like even like production, the way something's fixed and mastered. I like it when everyone is worried about everything and not just their particular part. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I know I'm like a little bit more self-conscious about like when we like listen to like we get our mixes back and we have like vocals or like rhythm guitar and stuff like that, I'm definitely a little bit more self-conscious about that. And I can imagine yeah. they're probably more self-conscious about their instruments. But um, yeah, I, I they give a lot of great input for my stuff. And I try to give good input for theirs as well. Hell yeah. See, I think like, so I'm in two different bands and one of them is like, I'm the, I write everything. And then the other one is like fully collaborative. So I, I get to kind of see both sides of that. And I think mm-hmm. like it's weird because like at first I was in, you know, my own band is in a daydream and like I wrote everything but the drums for all that. And at first that felt really, really fulfilling. They're like fulfilling in different ways. So like it's fulfilling to one to hear like in your entire vision kind of realized in a band. But then when it actually comes to like overall happiness level and enjoyment level, I I feel more of that in the band where I don't really I'm not really a songwriter, you know, it's like the fully collaborative. I just worry about my part and how it fits in with everybody else. So it kind of like is what you're, what you're looking for out of a project too. Sometimes like, you know, like I being in a band where I 
just kind of do my part and like it's more of like a camaraderie and more a collaborative thing it's it feels more like fun whereas the project where it's like i'm the sole songwriter that feels more like work and i think they have like different like different rewards and different challenges yeah for sure i mean like watching songs that i have written come to life with the help of luigi and sophia is really like a pleasure of itself but like I do often daydream of just playing lead guitar in a band where I don't have to worry about, you know, song structure and stuff like that or lyrics or anything that I can just, you know, have like a riff and like that can be my contribution, you know? Yeah. And yeah. like the, the, all the administrative type shit you yeah, don't really have sure. to worry about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there are, there are definitely days where two point does feel like a little bit of work, but I mean, like I think the reward is definitely worth it, but yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, I do definitely feel like the, uh, the yearning for just yearning. <laughs> yeah, just, just contributing like just lead guitar or something like that. I think that'd be kind of nice. Not yeah, that I, Sophia I, only contributes lead guitar; she contributes a lot. But you know, yeah, not having no, responsibility I, does sound nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I totally get it. Like I've, I'm definitely lucky that I get to have sort of both the best of both worlds. You know, for sure, but. There's definitely some days where I just feel like, oh, I hope the one that I'm not the lead songwriter takes off so that I don't have to worry about it so much. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as like recording and stuff, are you guys working? Um, you know, I'm, I know one of you guys mentioned that you uh, were doing like, did you want, did you want to mention doing like self recording? Are you guys working with like a producer or did you work with a producer for your record or was it self done or? We worked with Lon Bashiri um, out of Tallahassee. Um, he they recorded the uh, the Pool Kids LP um, that came out oh, okay. a little while ago, and they yeah. also did uh, the Day of the Street record, who is another South Florida local band, um, and both sound really great. Um, and we started getting mixes and masters back uh, pretty recently, actually. I think we're getting two more today, actually. Um, oh, sweet. oh shit! Yeah, but they're they're super, yeah. I think we're getting uh, we're getting a new version of the title track two, and then uh, Jock Zone today. Oh, that's um, so dope. Yeah, but um, yeah, they're super great to work with. Um, I like when I recorded stuff for Foxwood. I was all in my dorm room on a cell phone, and going from that to this is definitely a little uh, I'm not sure what the word is, a little overwhelming at times. But yeah, they're, yeah. they explain things to me like I'm a five year old, so I'm I really appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best way to do it. That's yeah, for I sure. Like. I didn't learn learn how to use a metronome until last year. I'm trying to. <laughs> <laughs> Even when we recorded in Miami, it was like something else. Yeah, I yeah. was. I mean, some people are very adamant about like doing everything by the book and having a metronome and stuff. Like, I I've recorded plenty of stuff, and this is just sounds going to sound blasphemous, my producer <laughs> friends, but like, I've recorded plenty of stuff where I just no metronome, just like I. I played a scratch track like when I when the drummer recorded his parts like I would be playing in his ear the guitar parts and if like if I'm recording everything else but the drums then it's like do we really need a metronome like I, I that's what I thought but for sure the answer is yes you do because <laughs> uh, when it comes to editing it, that's that's what makes it you know yeah yeah, yeah like everything can sound fine and all that you get to, yeah when you get to editing and like putting stuff like gritting stuff it's like such a headache, I guess, without... I mean, I, I not that I'm ever going to do that, but um, yeah, <laughs> for people who do record and stuff like that, uh, 
it would be, I can imagine being like, as people have complained to me for not using a metronome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like if you're doing, if you're doing your own editing, it's almost like a courtesy thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. Another thing that like I've come to realize is really kind of important to do that I still haven't done is like pre-production, like before you go into a studio or whatever, like having, even if it's like cell phone, like having recordings already done of the stuff that you want to record so that like you can pick apart the, it, it saves a lot of time, you know, like if there's yeah certain, like I say, a guitar part that isn't, isn't working or it doesn't work with a vocal melody or something, you don't have to waste time. Like you can pick that apart and parse that out before you actually record it on the final track rather than like record it and then figure out, oh, we don't like that. We're going to change that. And I've learned that from experience, doing especially doing everything myself. Like it's hard to hear yeah. everything in your head, you know? Yeah. And then like after the fact, like, oh, not every single one of my ideas was perfect. Fuck. Now I have to go <laughs> fix yeah. that and spend more money. I mean, there's a so lot of production helps. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of songs on the LP that like uh, Luigi hadn't heard until we started recording, and it kind of made it tough to record drums at first because, uh, like, that was his first experience was like these like kind of weird time signature songs or like weird tempo songs was like when like the eleventh hour, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah, which definitely was my fault, but uh, yeah, pre-production <laughs> definitely helps. <laughs> so, are you guys um? kind of a segue uh a non-segue segue but i'm i was just thinking um about like the quarantine and stuff have you guys been able to maintain your sanity or is there anything in particular you guys have been doing to uh break up the monotony because i'm not sure what it's like down in florida but here in michigan we're supposed to all be staying in our houses for the most part and i don't know what it's like down there yeah uh, i mean like i've I've been going crazy yeah we're we're locked in yeah Hitting up the beaches, you know, going to church, all of that. <laughs> See, that's a real red-blooded patriot right there. Our governor's <laughs> trying to step on our damn rights. I just want to go get my Halloween decorations. <laughs> I know my rights. <laughs> I, know my rights. I just need a haircut real bad. <laughs> that's like I don't know if you guys this made national news, but like down in Michigan, like there was a bunch of people protesting because at one point. Uh, the governor was saying that she's going to open up golf courses and people were getting huh. real stoked about that. And then she like reneged on it. Mm. And like that day, like a bunch of people were like protesting in the Capitol thing. Like we want to golf. And like, well, a very common uh, sign was I need a haircut. And it was just like <laughs> some insane. old white man <laughs> holding a sign that said, I need a haircut. <laughs> help me please i need a haircut <laughs> yeah and i just thought that was the funniest fucking protest i've ever seen like if you look at it from like a cosmic anarchy sort of way i thought that was kind of hilarious <laughs> yeah we're really sad from a practical yeah yeah <laughs> but i guess we're we're allowed to go golfing now so i don't fucking golf but maybe i'll just go <laughs> hang out on a golf course and smoke a blunt or something <laughs> <laughs> <Worse>. <laughs> I mean, like, like a couple of friends and I went to a Taco Bell parking lot and just stood six feet apart from each other in the parking lot. And it was it was nice. <laughs> it was probably the, the the biggest rush of dopamine I've had in a little while. Yeah, it's kind of artsy. It's kind of like artistic the only con- almost. The only contact I get from the outside world is through Call of Duty. 
<laughs> Call of Duty, nice. <laughs> Dude, I've been on that video game tip for the entirety of this quarantine. The oh, amount sure. of Call of Duty and FIFA I've played is like disgusting. <laughs> See, I haven't. I I was wondering if maybe I would jump on the video game thing, but the only video game interaction I've had was watching people play Minecraft last like, two weekends ago, <laughs> whenever that was. Right. I think it's I gotta even... be something. It's like something you already had to be like super into. Yeah. Yeah. This is just an excuse to just fully deep dive into it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which I fully support, by the way. I wish I had more things to help me maintain my sanity. <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah. Uh, when the stay-at-home order got announced here, so it was basically all I could do was go to work and then come home. I was like, well, there's my opportunity to do a deep dive into Final Fantasy again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. I've just been doing, like, a podcast episode almost every fucking day. And Benny's been yeah. jumping on recently too. It's just been, it's been fun. Don't get me wrong. I think I'm definitely going to take a break once the quarantine's yeah. over. So I'm banking a million episodes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. What about like as a band? Do you guys live together at all, or have you been doing anything to like kind of check in with each other? Uh, I mean, Luigi and I live like 15 minutes apart, but I, Sophia lives in Orlando. Yeah. So it's a little hard. I live but we have, you know, we have a group chat. Yeah. <laughs> oh gotcha. Yeah, I was wondering about like if bands have used been using like that. Have you ever heard of like Jam Kazaa or something like that? It's like this. It's like this app. It's like Zoom basically, but it's made for bands to have like virtual performances. Interesting. Word. We might look into that. Yeah, yeah it's I was called like say. I was gonna say like, what's the latency on that guy? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I that's that was my main issue too. Like that's I haven't tried it, but like apparently it's it's made specifically for that purpose. Like Oh, you know, okay. Yeah, yeah. So like it's like I said, I think it's called Jam. I'll I'll type it in the chat. Uh it's like Jam Kazaa or some shit. Jam Kazam. J A M K A Z A M. This is not a sponsored podcast. Uh Jam Kazam if you want to sponsor us. I'm really I'm really trying to get after MeUndies also because I'm a big proponent of MeUndies. I would really like to have them be a supporter since they seem to advertise on literally every podcast. <laughs> but probably not one with our paltry number of listeners, but Jam Kazam. <laughs> but um, what was I going to say? Oh, I had some questions um that i've been asking recently and this is one i kind of like do you find that like when it comes to writing is there like a certain time of day or like a certain mood or like certain circumstances that always seem to like lend themselves to being the most creative or is it kind of just random oh geez uh do you guys have a time what was the question again i'm sorry i sneeze it was like is there is there a certain like <laughs> Is there like a certain time of day that you find yourself to be most creative or like a certain mood that like um, you find yourself to be most creative in? I guess like afternoonish, I would say. Yeah, I, I, smoke. I <laughs> That's, <cool. laughs> That's actually very good. You just yeah. gotta you just gotta smoke a big fat blunt and then just kick out the jams, man. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Try to get as much done as you can in those two hours of being high. Yeah, before the existential <laughs> dread sets in. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps coming faster and faster every day. Yeah, yeah that's true, dude. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I have to. I can find like a sweet spot, like you know, like maybe like one hit. I'm the one hit wonder when it comes to weed. Cause, like, oh, I, same here, buddy. <laughs> yeah. 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 If I take two, it's it's game over, dude. That's what I have to like throw my head in a pillow and just, you know, pray to a God I don't believe in sort of thing. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, like sometimes, you know, sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't basically kind of lost yeah. my train of thought. I mean, as far as like writing and stuff, I, I don't really have a time of day. I guess towards the night is probably when I'm more productive about it. Because um, I'm just more of a night owl. Yeah. But, um, uh, I, I noticed that like a lot of stuff like I write that is good is stuff I kind of like BS in like a good couple minutes rather than put a lot of time and effort into over like a couple weeks, you know, like the best like hooks and stuff like that or the best like riffs I've, I've uh, put together are usually like ones I put less thought into. So if I just have yeah. an idea and I kind of like bang out, you know, like a minute and a half track in a good like two hours or something like that, just in my head at least, it usually yeah, comes out yeah. better than something I've been like kind of like putting into, you know, 15 minutes a day over like two weeks or whatever. Yeah. See, like I find it's highly inconvenient for me, but like I'll have a lot of the ideas that I would call my best ideas will come to me at like two in the morning I'll be like lying in bed or something yeah. and I I realized like I had to start writing those down because they would come to me in my head you know and like I would be like be like a really cool melody or something and or like a really cool lyric and for a while like I wouldn't write them down and then I'm like oh that's cool I gotta like bookmark that in my brain and then I'd wake up and it'd be gone so <laughs> I just had to start losing sleep basically and I I really hated it too because I really hate the idea of being a cliche and like, oh, being up all night, blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I just mm -hmm. hated the idea of being like a cliche. Like, you know, I just yeah. feel like that's so artsy to like lose sleep over like having, having these good ideas. But like, that kind of is just <laughs> what it is for me sometimes, unfortunately. It's still way more artsy than when it happens to me, which is as I'm working a cash register at a grocery store listening to a customer <laughs> tell me about how the stay-at-home order is socialism <laughs> <laughs> socialism dude it's like that could be the start of like a good music video though yeah like socialism you, you, no no <laughs> maybe but like you're just like bagging groceries or something and then melody comes in your head and then you look at the camera and you start singing the lyrics as you walk out throwing your apron on the ground i thought i could be a music video director. that's pretty good yeah, <laughs> yeah that, hasn't, steal that, that, that hasn't been done before or anything <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds like an avril fucking levine music video dude <laughs> <laughs> that, that's like on that level i uh Okay, this has kind of maybe got me on a good train of thought. What are some, like, when you were a kid, like, what are some of the cringe shit that you used to like when you were younger? Uh, I used to love My Little Pony. <laughs> really? <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> Straight up. Dude, that's dope. Friendship is magic. If y'all ever want a good YouTube hole to fall down, look up My Little Pony school presentation and just oh, oh my God. <laughs> let... <laughs> let it flow 
What are you talking about? That is that's that's Luigi. And shit. I, I used that? to be yeah. no, I'm just thinking of cringe shit. Like I used to be a scene kid. So like I have I have that going on for me. But Yeah, I listen to really much. cringy music for most of my life. Yeah. I still listen to cringy music. Yeah. True. I remember like when like Good Charlotte and Simple Plan were like the thing. And I remember like I was watching the other day, I was with like with my girlfriend and we were watching really like old cringy music videos and I was watching the I'm just a kid music video by Simple Plan. Oh yeah. And Does he like, get picked I, by the bus or something? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of really it's like Final Fantasy, like Final I mean Final Destination, my bad, not Final Fantasy. Completely different things. Final <laughs> Destination. I was about uh, to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hate. I know Benny's a, a big uh Final Fantasy. Uh I think, right? Am I wrong on that? I wouldn't call myself a fan. I'd call myself a connoisseur. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a final fan to see. That's that's <laughs> But I remember like the singer yeah, the singer from Simple Plan had like uh his that t- t- a role model t-shirt. I remember having that in 6th grade. I had uh and he had like a red, white, and blue wristband and a black wristband on the other arm. And I had both of those. And like, I thought I was the fucking shit, dude. So, I was so dope. Dude, that was my mindset. But it was like, I was into like the Osiris sneakers, Cookie Monster. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> yeah. The D3s. I had those. I cookie had Monster those Snapback. <laughs> yeah. That, that, I kept that bill bent, boy. It was so good. Oh, <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my God. I was the coolest kid at marching band practice. <laughs> Shout out yeah, marching I remember band. The D- Osiris, like the puffier the shoes, the better. Like they're just like <laughs> with the, like the pipe, the the lead pipe jeans too. Oh my the, god! The more immobile back. you are, the cooler you look. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I was like oh such a big Green Day head when I was younger. Like Ooh, super, yeah. like yeah, and like because I I the, my first like experience of like live music was I saw Green Day uh, for like their 21st century breakdown tour, and then it was like my freshman or sophomore year sophomore year high school was when uh, that Uno Dos Trey album came out, and I was like okay. I have to pretend to like this because I'm the biggest Green Day fan in the world, so I like pretended to like it for a good year. Or maybe I genuinely liked it, but it, God, that was not good music at all. And I had the shoes, like I have, I think I still have them in my closet. I have <laughs> shoes with the drummer of Green Day's uh, face on them, and they're they're really bad. Um, Trey Cool had shoes. Yeah, you they all totally had shoes. To a show. Dude, what? That's crazy. I might, I might, I might pull them out. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I think they had one for it was like because each of the albums had like one of their faces on it, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Like, I was not aware of this at all. Yeah, yeah, they're they're pretty bad albums, but uh, I thought I thought, Uno was, I thought Uno was much better than the other two, though. Yeah, I thought it, like it was definitely Uno, Trace, and then Dose for the uh, yeah the ranking. Yeah, oh, Uno was pretty good. Uno was definitely like if they took some of the other tracks from the other uh, two albums and put it on there, it probably would have been a pretty good album. But as as a trifecta, they were not uh, perfect by any means. Yeah, so. Clear something up for me, because my Green Day fandom ended with American Idiot. Like okay. I, I didn't give Twenty First Break Century Breakdown a chance, really, because I hated the. Wasn't that the single like "Do You Know Your Enemy" or something like that? Yeah, 
Yeah. That was yeah. It. Okay. So I, I hated it. And I'm not saying it's a terrible song, just hated it personally. And I didn't list, but I've heard that like compared to the rest of the album, <clears throat> that, that song doesn't really do it justice. So like, is that album good still? Does it hold up? Because I think American Idiot in a way does hold up. I really, really kind of like, like going back to that album from nostalgic point of view. But like I, 21st Century Breakdown, does that still kind of hold up for you? I think it does. I mean, so okay, it, it has a, definitely some hit or miss to it, I think. Um, yeah. I think as an album, it has um, kind of the same kind of feeling that American Idiot has in a lot of places. Where like it's kind of rock it, opera. Yeah, rock opera, kind of theatrical. Like there are kind of characters you can follow through it, which is kind of cool. And I think the songs are pretty tight. Um, looking back on it now, there is a song where Billy Joe says the N word, and I'm not really sure how I feel about it. Okay. Um, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, like, like it's really weird. Taking some liberties. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty weird. Uh, cause like it, he says it in like, it's not him saying it. He's like quoting Reagan or something. Oh, or Nick or something. okay. Hey, you're but not Mark Twain weird. though, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You saw Huckleberry Finn. It's, it's a song that came out in 2009. I'm just kind of looking at Yeah. I'm not. Wow. I'm not really sure. I, I haven't seen a lot of takes on it because like it wasn't very popular as an album, so I'm not sure yeah. if it's it's been delivered to the masses. But uh, besides <laughs> that song, I think I would just sucks because I think that song, besides that one word, is kind of a good, kind of one of the best songs of the album. But um, it's uh, yeah. It, it, besides that one track, I think the album's pretty good. Okay. Yeah, one I think I... it's definitely worth worth going into. One of my favorite as of late things regarding Green Day is like the pictures of that billboard where they're promoting their new album. That's like, oh, yeah, pure uncut no, rock. No Swedish DJs, no trap yeah. beats. And I'm just like, Billy Joe, you're 50 years old. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. Like, dude, shut up. Yeah. Yeah. That new album is probably the cringiest thing I've heard in a little bit. But, uh, I what remember about, like I'll oh, go ahead Benny I remember watching the game awards and like Green Day was a musical performance on it and they played the song from that album and I was like I'm truly living in a simulation right now yeah <laughs> I'm watching I'm watching Green Day play a video games award show was it to promote a game or was it just like for the fuck of it they were there I think they probably had like an app or something because I remember oh, okay. Jeff Keeley, the guy who was hosting, he was like, oh, I've always wanted to book these guys for this show. And I always wanted them to play for you guys. And I was just like, why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a yeah. weird crossover. Yeah, for real. Yeah. What about like, um, as long as we're on the topic of like semi-cringe shit, do you remember like having any old band names that you're like, oh my God, I'm glad this never took off or like. Glad I, never I mean, we music. we were we were Foxwood for a while, and we got roasted for that a lot, or at least I Foxwood? did. Foxwood, yeah, that's not that yeah. bad. I feel like unless there's like yeah, something so, meaning to it. Oh, furry cock. Well, that, yeah. yeah, furry <laughs> cock was the other meaning, but it wasn't intentional, obviously. But like, <laughs> like so, Fuck. Um, <laughs> like one of my best friends is Lex from Chatterbot, and he used to make fun of me like atrociously for it, calling me a furry all the time. And eventually, it was like, wow! I didn't even realize like the second part of your name was Wood. You're basically just furry cock. And then I think we decided to change the name. 
<laughs> right then and there. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. It took one joke. <laughs> yeah, it really did. <laughs> but that Poor. is a damaging joke. If you look <laughs> or at on Twitter and then put in like furry in quotation marks, you'll find a, a pretty good decent amount of, of Twitter replies to us calling us. Oh, furry. sweet. Yeah. Just an announcement. Foxwood will be headlining Anthrocon 2020. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I think there's even a meme out there like, what does the Foxwood say or something? And then it had the, the video. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad. See, that's almost like, that's kind of cool though that like, I think that's a kind of a sign of popularity, though, that people like will create memes about you. I think that's like a benchmark. Oh, for sure. In, po- in popularity, like it would almost be like, oh, you know, it's it's like fun to be in on the joke in a way, you know. Which what like, we, we we got some Twitter followers from it, which was funny, and but like it's not like our monthly listeners went up; they just purely followed us to make fun of us, which was fine. I'm finding yeah. right. <laughs> a bit of a joke every once in a while. All press is good press. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> God, I'm trying to think. Do you remember anybody? Do you have like any old cringe band names? I used to be in a pop punk band called Come Out Swinging in high school. That's right. And that's the only one that I can really think of. Is it a Wonder Years ref? I was going to say, it? were you by, by chance a fan of the Wonder Years? We were by, I, I was the only member of the band who was really a fan of the Wonder Years. I guess it came from like I don't know, because we had two singers, a guy and a girl, and the mm. guy singer said that he came up with it and he was like, oh, I just came up with it out of nowhere. It's like it was just a thing that I thought up. And I was like, that could be true, but it is very coincidental with all this other shit that's either come yeah. out swinging or came out swinging or come out fighting. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like that unpopular phrase. Like, it's definitely a little little niche. That was a very weird time in Michigan music because the area where Brian and I are from, there was probably a seven to eight year period where all it was was metalcore bands (laughs) and deathcore bands. And it was it was a trip. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. See, I wasn't really like around for that. Like I was, I I guess, luckily, um, I was like, I, yeah, like I. I'm a weird case where like I've been playing music and writing music for I don't know ever since like eighth grade but I only started poking my nose around in the actual music scene in the DIY scene or whatever have you like maybe a year and a half two years ago tops yeah so mm. I think I, I missed that and it's it's nice having uh, a co-host who was around <laughs> for all that shit <laughs> it kind of like broads perspective because like there's so many times so I just recently added Benny as a co-host because one of the reasons being like my perspective on things is so limited because I just like don't have all that knowledge. I don't have like the inner workings of the scene knowledge. I just am a musician and I'm just curious and I just wanted to meet a lot of musicians. So like oftentimes like people would make a reference and I'd be like, huh? And that's where Benny comes in now a lot of times. Oh, hi, kitty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm working on I'm working on some famous guests right now. I'm actually in correspondence with Vince Neal, formerly of Motley Crue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you guys want a recommendation of like a YouTube video to look up, there's a video called Vince Neal four hundred dollar cameo video because you know a cameo video. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. it's it's, it's just about. him. 
it's just him like doing a selfie video and it's only like half of his face because he's not aiming the camera correctly and he's like oh, so oh, happy birthday man i heard it was your birthday uh, uh you know shout the devil rock on uh do some feel good stuff yeah man i'll, t- I'll talk to you later yeah it's good <laughs> <laughs> that's so sick the best video of all time Jesus. <laughs> that's amazing yeah, I was thinking maybe like it would be cool for the band to. I haven't seen any bands go on there yet, but the, the coolest thing I've seen from Cameo is uh, Charmer. If you, you guys know Charmer from Michigan, they uh, they just released a new record, Ivy, and they had Bam Margera do a Cameo announcing that the their album was coming out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen a couple bands do that. I've seen. Uh, I know Shirley Temple did one. They got the. Uh, I forgot what his name is. The guy from uh the Phil Lewis, I think. Yeah, Phil Lewis from uh Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Oh hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh there's a band from here called Strange Magic who paid uh Gilbert Gottfried to do an intro <laughs> for their album. That's so really you put good. on their album and you just hear Strange Magic. What the fuck is Strange Magic? <laughs> <laughs> I think uh Taking Meds did that also. Where, where they just got Gilbert Gottfried to do a cameo. Uh, to promote the album or something. I yeah, love that. Right. That's so sick, dude. I want Hollywood Hulk Hogan to do one for In a Daydream when the record's sick. done. I know uh, Master music, Chief. Brother. <laughs> I know Master Chief does some. I was thinking about getting him uh, to do. Oh, that'd be so cool. For, for <laughs> oh, or something, dude. My my friend Brad. Uh, he, I guess his. Like his cousins or something like that. Like he's somehow related to Master Chief, the guy who does the voice. And he had like, he was a huge Halo fan, like always played Halo. And he had like, someone had Master Chief like call him on his birthday and like wish him happy birthday. And like he didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. And this was like, I don't know, like freshman year of high school or some shit like that. So he was just like blown away. I remember uh, David Hader, voice of Solid Snake in the Metal Gear Solid series used to do a thing where if you PayPal them like $25, he would send you like a 30-second voice clip of saying whatever you want in the Solid Snake voice. That's so good. <laughs> That's dope. <laughs> um, well, hey, I have to, uh, I have to wrap it up because I have a, uh, a quarantine picnic to do with my girlfriend in the backyard. Uh, I do cute shit on a regular basis. Um, oh, yeah? Aww. Yeah. I know. Isn't that, isn't that adorable? Um, well, I think Partially because I spend too much time doing this podcast, I have to actually show her some attention. But um, it's, it's almost too adorable but, that we're gonna make this go long, so you miss it. Oh <laughs> no! I guess I'll just have to miss it. Wink, wink, and she sits right here. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you um, if you guys want, like, I've for quarantine episodes, I've been allowing bands to uh send us mp3s to include in the episode if you want if you have anything that you want played like before the interview when this is actually coming coming out you can do that if you'd like or um you can just plug where people can find your music i mean do that either way like plug your stuff but um you can let me know later on if you want to send me anything yeah yeah uh, i mean we have a single that we want to put out so we might send that to you for like promotion or something that'd be kind of yeah all right for sure um, yeah, and if you want to follow us, they can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at uh, 2PT Conversion FL um, and on Spotify as 2 Point Conversion 2 Dash Point Base Conversion. Um, 
the word to. And I can't think of anything else. I think our Bandcamp is actually the same, two dash point uh, conversion.bandcamp.com. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Cool. All right. Yeah, I'll uh well thanks for listening, everybody. I'm gonna oh, sign off recording real quick. <laughs>